Hello, Open Channel Track. This is Jay, the host of Sci-Fi Haven, and was the co-host on Open Channel Track, episode 20, Resto Merge Delship, which aired on the 22nd of November, 2020. I'm recording this special recording to ask you in the comments for this episode where it goes live to wish our amazing host, Chris, a special happy birthday, as his birthday just passed on the 17th of December. And for the rest of you, I wish you a Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, or Happy Holidays. I don't know what every holiday that you celebrate is. And if you are going to be visiting your family at this time, I hope you stay safe. Now, let's hear the comments. Computer, initialize Holosuite. Holosuite Media. Hey listeners, welcome to Open Channel, a Star Trek community podcast. I'm Chris Littlefield, your host, and I've got my good friend Amy Nelson back with me today. She's the co-host of Galaxy Class, All Good Things, and the Union Federation podcast. Amy, what's up? And are you, is that all of your podcasts or do you have more now? No, those are the three that I do. Yeah. (laughs) And then occasional guests here and there. So I love it. Yeah, you got a guest every now and then. Exactly. Gotta keep the lines of communication open, hence open channel. That's right. So how's it going over in Las Vegas sans STLV this year? Oh my gosh, I've missed everyone. It's, you know, living in Las Vegas, I tend to just think that everyone's coming to visit me and no one came this year. (laughs) Well, I sure missed going to STLV this year, but I'm hoping next year we'll be able to do it again. Yeah, it'll be interesting now that it's a different company. It's no longer creation, so... Oh, yeah, it's going to be not at the Rio now. No, it will still be at the Rio. It's just not creation entertainment. How does everyone feel about that? I'm waiting to see (laughs) before passing any judgment. I only know creation uh, entertainment conventions. Yeah. So... I've heard people, you know, around the countries that have been to, gosh, it's 50 year, something like that. Um, Mm -hmm. And they said that they like it, that they're a little bit smaller. But I'm thinking if it's still going to be in Las Vegas, it's going to be huge because everyone wants to come. Yeah. And it's really more about all the people that go. Like they'll still do cool stuff. They'll have to because Star Trek fans will not keep quiet if they're not happy. Exactly. (laughs) Well, thanks for coming back on again. Yes. Thank you for inviting me. I appreciate it. Yes. And I'm excited to hear your thoughts on the comments and on Discovery Season 3 because we have not talked about this season at all yet. No, we haven't. Yeah. And today we are going to talk about Terra Firma Part 2, the 10th episode of Season 3. And, of course, this show is dedicated to facilitating the fan conversation about all the new Trek as it drops and other things that we decide to talk about. If you want to join the conversation on Facebook, type the Nexus into the search field and join Holosuite Media's listeners group. And you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Open Channel Trek. You know the deal. I'll post a conversation thread when each show drops, and then I curate your comments, and we talk about them. And if they're too long, I might edit them down. (laughs) All right. Well, let's see what people thought about the second episode of Terra Firma. Go for it, Amy. 
All right, we have good friend Rob Vaughn on Twitter says, oh my, what an amazing episode. It had everything, but damn you, Disco, getting me welling up again. <laughs> the character development of Giorgio was so well done, and I can't wait for her return in Section 31. Love this podcast. Oh, thanks, Rob. <laughs> thanks. I love this podcast, too. Yeah, um, absolutely. Seeing Giorgio and, again, having that comparison between her in our prime versus Mir and then seeing her transformation was beautiful. Yeah. Okay. So you were a fan of, of these episodes. Yeah. Oh, yes. Nice. Ah, cool. Okay. I haven't. Thanks for your comment, Rob, first of all. Um, but I haven't. I was wondering if you're feeling season three because there have been some kind of polarizing opinions on either side, you know? No, this season three is my absolute favorite. Oh, absolutely. Like, okay. And I, I mean, I've been podcasting about Discovery ever since it started. Yeah. And season one, season two. Okay. Okay. But this one I'm in love with. I am love with every single episode. Ah. I love the characters. I love how they're tying in everything yeah. with past and I'm I'm in love with season three. Oh, that's great. That's so encouraging. Oh, I'm so glad. Uh, Liam Smart says, I am lost for words, all caps. That's it. So I don't know what that means, but there are no words, Liam. Yes. <laughs> okay. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Or I'm going to go with good. I think so. I think so, too. Yeah. Yeah. Rebecca Skipper writes, loved and hated this episode at the same time, but it sends a powerful message. Anyone can be redeemed if another person gives them a chance and shows them compassion and alternatives. Loved guardian of forever. He's the new Q. Okay, Rebecca. Yeah, I so I responded to your tweet and said, have you watched City on the Edge of Forever, the TOS episode? But but Rebecca didn't reply, so I don't know. Rebecca, have you seen? If you haven't seen it, I don't want to spoil anything, but go watch that episode, please. Yeah, I'm sure she has. She's such a big fan. I yeah. know she's a big TNG girl like right, me. Right. So, but yeah, definitely you want to see City on the Edge of Forever. Mm-hmm. And Rebecca, to your point, I felt exactly the same way about that redemption. And you just can't ever give up that hope that someone can change. It's yeah. a beautiful message. I mean, some, I feel like sometimes you have to give up. <laughs> well, if you give up, then maybe someone else won't. Right. You know, I mean, it just takes that one person, like Burnham just completely was invested in Giorgio and knew mm. and hoped that she would change. And we see the fruits of, Burnham's labor. Yeah, that's true. I guess I was looking at it from the perspective of Mira Giorgio not giving up on Mira Burnham, but in the end, she didn't really expect her to change anyway. Mm-hmm. So, like, Mira Burnham kind of is at this point just irredeemable, right? Well, but I'm very curious to see the second time that Giorgio goes back. Like, Is she going to be able to change Burnham if she goes back further in the future or in the past? Mm, You think she's going to go back? Yeah, she went through. But she went to, but she didn't go back to the mirror universe. She went back to a time where they were closer together. Right. And together. So I think 
You could say Mirror Universe, but also Prime. Okay. I guess we'll have to, we're going to have to wait a long time to see. We are. <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay with that. I'm so excited about Section 31. Yeah. I know a lot of people aren't, but I, I, I love it. All right. Kirsty Keen says, Guardian of Forever. I'll admit it. I thought he was a Q. And it's goodbye to Giorgio. Can't wait to see what she does next in Section 31. An excellent emotional episode as we draw ever closer to season's end. Thanks, oh, Kirsty. I don't want the season to end. <laughs> I don't. I feel like it just started. Right? And we only have three left. I can't. No. Don't even say that. No. I'm not. I'm not. No. But it does. Like, I feel like we haven't spent that much time here. But. Okay, I've said before, like on what the future holds with Brandy and Dave, mm -hmm. I think that at the end of the season, there's going to be like this big whopper of a cliffhanger, something crazy is going to happen. And that's why we know they immediately are going into season four filming already. Mm -hmm. So I think that maybe season three into season four is not going to be uh, quite a nice tie up as before. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Paloma Bennett writes, I'm pumped that Mir Philippa will no longer be in Star Trek Discovery, <laughs> but I can't wait for her to be in the star of the new Section 31 television show. Uh, Paloma, I got a little worried <laughs> reading your comment, but yes, we will get to see her in Section 31, and I am pumped as well. Mm -hmm. And Karen Hasha says, I never thought I'd see the day where I cried over Mir Giorgio. Damn. I love that book found a way to be helpful. I read the field manual, then I read the technical manual, and showing up Reno, Stamets, and Adira at the same time was a great moment for him, proving that he's more than a pretty face. Yeah, I, I like book. I like that he's kind of jumping in a little bit, you know, into into Starfleet and, and, and trying to be super eager and everything. Well, and what I really loved was that when Saru says, you know, just have patience, your time will come. And he didn't get, oh, I want to work right now. I can be, you know, a contributing member. And he did. He went and read the technical manual, the field manual, and he's learning how to incorporate himself to be productive in Starfleet. And I love that he made that choice to not get all offended and, you know, but he went and used his knowledge with the chain and helped the situation. Yeah. You like you like book Amy? Oh yeah. <laughs> I think that his relationship with Burnham is way more believable than Burnham was with Tyler. Yeah. And yeah. I think that they've developed it and the chemistry between the two actors I think is better. I mean and I I love Tyler. The Ash Tyler. That's you but know, you, you never liked Burnham and Tyler together. Right? I didn't. Yeah. yeah. Right. But this feels very organic and real and authentic. Yeah. Well, I'm pretty sure Tyler's going to be back for Section 31. So I'm yes. very, very happy about that. Yes. I like that man. Daniel Huckfield writes, another excellent episode. I really hope this is the end of Mirror Universe and Disco, even though I enjoyed it. It was so interesting to see how much the Prime Universe had affected Giorgio. While in the Prime Universe, she seemed utterly heartless and vicious, but compared to her former self, she had become kinder and more caring. I'm seriously looking forward to Section 31 now. Yeah, I like the, the contrast there of seeing her in her own element at the beginning, then seeing her in the Prime Universe, and then back in her own element after all of these experiences, which... 
I just think Michelle Yeoh in this episode, her acting was crazy good because she, this is a very broken person. And to see her like literally not know really who she is moment to moment and watching her change moment to moment was, I think she did a brilliant job. Yeah. Did you happen to watch the ready room after this episode? I have not yet. Well, Michelle Hurd, one of the creators, um, made the comment at the beginning that we wouldn't have seen that change in Giorgio if she hadn't gone back to the mirror universe. Because mm-hmm. in our timeline, she still is, as you said, Daniel, you know, vicious and heartless. But because she went back to the mirror universe, we can now see the change and how our prime has affected her. And it's it's a great contrast. Do you, do you mean Michelle Paradise? Oh, yes. Uh, yes, Michelle Paradise. <laughs> I was you. like, wow, Michelle Hurd is getting yeah, around sorry, in all that's... the series. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, gotta wa- I haven't watched any of the Ready Rooms this season. So. They, they are pretty good. I would recommend them. I know they're good. They're good. I just haven't because I try to get as many viewings as I can, and I've got the two different podcasts. So. Yeah. I'll oh, go back. I, yeah, I think what I'll do is when I do my season three rewatch, I'll watch them then. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like this season is going to be a really good one to binge all together. Yes, I agree. Because they're, I mean, each episode is so different, you know? Mm-hmm. They're just, they're very, very much like chapters. I think even more so than season one and two. Right. Which is another reason why I'm loving season three better. Because of that. Mm, Interesting. I was really curious to know what you were thinking because (laughs) I like I could I was thinking about it and I figured it could go either way with Amy Nelson. Like I figured you were either going to really like it or or not like it. So, yeah, I'm loving it. So cool. Most of our listeners are, too. Piotr Huber says, "Okay, did anyone have some serious A Christmas Carol slash Ghost of Christmas Future vibes with the Terra Firma episodes or was it just me? No, it wasn't just you, Piotr. Definitely felt that too. Also, some comparisons have been made to It's a Wonderful Life. Oh, yeah, I could see that. Yep. Mm-hmm. Wow, I didn't even think of that. That's awesome comparison. Yeah, I, I love like that. that. Yeah. J. Deuce, personal log, stardate 202012.17. While I'm watching <laughs> this episode, with all the name drops by Michael, did anyone notice the Denobulans named? I think it was the first time since Enterprise they were mentioned. I love the change in titles for the episode. Another reference, I believe, to Enterprise with the In a Mirror Darkly, although I would have also changed the music. When they mentioned that Lorca used the name Vicar as hidden identity, I personally see it as a name change due to my personal reasons as part of the LGBT community, but I also see it as a callback to how Anton Yelchin spoke in the Kelvin universe. We never got to see Lorca, but I do still wish that we could have even seen him for a moment. I'm with you. I was like, are we I going know. to see Lorca? I know. I wanted to also. Yes. I guess when he didn't show up for Burnham, maybe he had already, at least in that version of her mind, he had already been transported Transferred over. over. Yeah. yeah. He continues and says, the scene where they were giving the memorial for Giorgio was truly the best way to end the episode. We couldn't ask for a better way to end it. Just as the legendary captain Ben Sisko once deleted his entire log, 
I am afraid that I have deleted most of my log as I notice that it contains classified information and we have to wait for the rest of the Nexus to upload their own data. So I will leave relevant data, computer, and log and transmit on Stardate 202012.21. Jay, what a creative entry. Thank you. I know. And Amy, Jay is is a newish listener and uh, they have their own podcast also and came out recently because of the um, Forget Me Not episode. Jay came out as non-binary. And, oh, my uh, goodness. Yeah, and came in and, and co-hosted on an episode here. And also, Jay, thank you for the birthday message. That was very, very, very nice of you. Um, and it was also Jay's birthday as well. So happy belated to you. We have the same yes. birthday. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. What? Oh, cool, right? What a coinkadink. That's I awesome. I know. I was going to say about the uh the 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 titles, the opening titles, the upside down and the flipping and the blue and all that kind of stuff. What did you think of that? I don't think that I remember it. So did you're you going to have to oh. refresh my memory. So they I... they like inverted and flipped the opening title se- the art and the opening title sequence and they put a different shade of coloring over it. There's like more darks and blues and stuff like that. But the music was the same. Huh. I didn't. No, I, I didn't notice it. I. Yeah. yeah, I think they were just having fun. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think it was a kind of a shout out to the Enterprise episode. But yeah. I didn't find it completely necessary, but I thought it was fun. Just a little something extra. Mm-hmm. So what, Jay, are you talking about Vicar, hidden identity? I think, so I'm not sure, Jay, what, you mean by the Anton Yelchin part, yeah. but I guess as the name, I'm kind of thinking like perhaps it has to do with the name that you're born with and the name that you kind of choose perhaps in the trans and, and even non-binary mm. communities. I don't know. I'm, I'd love to hear okay. more more explanation on that, but I wanted to include it because I found it fascinating. Yeah, it is. Yes. Yeah. Thanks for your creative uh, uh, transmission. <laughs> And Joshua DeVries, a name that Amy will recognize as well, says, When an episode exists just to say goodbye to a character, some shows, i.e. Doctor Who, tend to go overboard and miss out on a compelling story in favor of lots of emotional manipulation. I'm just going to pause and say that might be a little bit, that might upset a few listeners who love Doctor Who, maybe Brandy (laughs) and other people. But, you know, fair. Joshua says, Trek has always handled character exits well. Think Skin of Evil or Homestead. This is right up there with those episodes. We got a great arc for Giorgio, as well as some wonderful insight into Michael's character. Bravo, Disco Riders. Also, prediction for the Section 31 series. I bet Philippa ends up in the 24th century and has to rebuild Section 31 after Julian and Miles killed Sloane at the end of DS9. Hmm. The two universes were very close then, and the writers would have a chance to explore that post-Dominion Alpha Quadrant. I can't wait to see Giorgio continue to become the hero we all know she is going to be. Wow. That's a very interesting prediction, Joshua. It is. It I is. like it. I do too. I just don't know how Tyler's going to fit in with the 24th century. I don't know. See, I feel like the Section 31 series can explore a lot more temporal shenanigans. 
Oh, right. So I think that we might not necessarily always see Section 31 taking place in the same timeline. Okay. I need to brush up on my temporal wars a little bit more because I don't know when they were supposed to take place. Well, it's in between. (laughs) It's like in between Picard and now with. (laughs) discovery whereas discovery is now so like oh sometime so in it's there, not enterprise it, they went back and they dealt with uh captain archer but they were right. originating from further in the future yeah okay. The, okay the temporal stuff we were talking about this on what the future holds which will come out tomorrow they the temporal stuff is like so confusing and it could just screw everything up you kind of have to like not overthink it because mm, okay. none of it will make sense if you're going back and forth you're just screwing up everything <laughs> all so, the time so do you want to hear my prediction yeah of course joshua maybe you too so i was thinking after terra firma part one and i think my idea still could work but i was thinking when mirror or when Giorgio returned to the mirror universe that she's going to start now section 31 in the mirror universe. And because the mirror universe, your tendencies are to be bad and mean and, you know, threatful and you're not, you are putting down your random acts of kindness. Like you don't want to hold that. So that's going to be what now the section 31 in the mirror universe, it's going to be an underground random acts of kindness and helping others to, explore that and do good which is going to be the opposite right in the mirror Mm. universe interesting yeah interesting okay i mean we'll might give a switch you know a little twist on section 31 yeah and help Giorgio build that empire in the mirror universe with that you know down low organization yeah yeah i have no idea I'm just, I, I, want, I want to know. I, I, I'm very excited about, I'm very excited about that series. Yeah. And definitely Strange New Worlds. Yes. Mm-hmm. So much to look forward to. Can you believe it? I miss Pike. I know. I miss number one. I really miss Ethan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so much. Okay. Let's move on to some questions and concerns. Not a ton this week, but. But a good one because Karen Hasha, is that mm-hmm. how you said? Okay. Yep. Karen writes, one thing I missed in the funeral scene at the end was Linus's toast. He was the only crew member besides Michael that had something like a good relationship to Philippa. Where is he? Where's Linus? Karen, great question. I know. Uh, where's Linus? Yeah. They had a thing going on. Like they, they, they liked each other. They did. Yep. Great question. Now I'm curious and wondering why he wasn't there. I want to see how he's dealing with her disappearance. Mm-hmm. I hope we find out. Maybe he couldn't bring himself to... Maybe he was too upset. Yeah. I don't know. Daniel Huckfield says, A little moan which might seem strange, but I wish they would dial back a little on the fan service. It was great to see the Guardian again, but there was an opportunity to create a new character which would have taken its place in canon. It isn't always necessary to hark back. Ooh. Oh. So Daniel didn't only have... Uh, critiques he also said some positive stuff but I loved it I loved the Guardian 
I'm really feeling that season three with all of the callbacks is done right. I do too. I mean, I can see why people would be like, oh, another callback, but I just, I just love it. I do too. I don't know that I could, I mean, I agree, Daniel, it would be nice to have a new character, but not in replay. Let's just introduce someone new, but let's keep yeah. <laughs> the guardian. <laughs> yeah. Let's keep the guardian and then have something else happen that we don't know about. Right. <laughs> Thanks, Daniel. Noah Santos writes, I would have liked to see part one, part two together as a mega episode instead of it being broken up by a week. I felt that at one point, part two kind of dragged, which I haven't thought about that in any episode to date. That being said, I'm all hyped for the remainder of the season. Hmm. Interesting, because Star Trek has in the past put, you know, two parters together, shown them the same week, like the beginning of season one of Discovery. Uh We saw episodes one and two. They were released at the same time. So interesting thought. That is an interesting thought. I mean, you can watch them pretty much nonstop now since they're both out. <laughs> no, we. Yeah. Um, yes, hyped for the remainder of the season. We only have three episodes, so I'm like, what are they going to do? Yeah. What? How many loose ends are they going to tie up? I don't think many. I don't think they're going to tie up the dilithium at all. I don't think they're going to tie up the burn. The, no, I don't think so. Or. I don't know, the gray stuff. I don't think they're going to tie up. Yeah. Because gray's got to come back. I mean, we might get Book and Adira officially in Starfleet. Maybe. I think that would be a nice that would be loose cool. end. Yeah. 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 I think so. We got to look at like the end of season one, the Enterprise showed up, right? Mm-hmm. The end of season two, they jumped 930 whatever years to the future. Season three... It's got to be something bigger. Oh, my gosh. What's bigger than that? I didn't even that? think about it in that context. How are they going to... I mean, rem- remember, this is like Star Trek for this, mm-hmm. you know, century. So, like, it's following different, you know, guidelines. Storytelling. For, yeah, yeah, totally. And so they've got to they've think of cool stuff to do. I, I can't wait. I think... I, wish, I hope it's going to be like an, oh, my God, what the fuck just happened moment. Well... But if you also think about Picard, that was a very tied up, wrapped up conclusion, which I appreciated, but that's Picard. They Mm -hmm. are doing something seriously different with Discovery. So I I think you're right. It's got to be big if you look at the end of season one, end of season two. So yeah, I'm with you on that. Yeah. And, you know, the first, again, the first episode of season three was called That Hope Is You Part One. We didn't get to that Hope Is You Part 2, which I'm assuming is going to be the first episode of season four. So that there tells you that they're, it's not over. It's not right. It's not wrapped up. Yeah. You know? Anyway, I'm freaking out. I yes. can't believe we only have three more episodes. I just can't. Anyway, it's about the commenter. So Baz Greenland says, wonderful setup for Giorgio and the spinoff series. Will it still be called Section 31 or is that a placeholder? Hmm, I don't know. Lovely tie into the city on the edge of forever. The mirror universe worked better this week as it narrowed the focus to the relationship between Michael and Giorgio. Still not convinced we need two episodes out of a 13 episode season devoted to this, 
but there was a wonderful sense of closure to the relationship that has been a big part of the show since the first episode. A fitting end to Michelle Yeoh's time on the show. She will be missed. Yeah, so I saw the criticism that people were like, we don't need to go into two episodes in the Mirror Universe, which we weren't technically in any way, probably. Um, But I really loved Baz that we got so much more development for Giorgio because I wanted to make more sense of her. And I feel like we they did that in droves. Yeah, and I think with the part two, we got the mirror, but we also got some development on Discovery. Mm-hmm. And so I thought it was a very good balance between the two universes and to move the story forward. Yeah, they bookended the two episodes with that. And I thought I thought it fit really nicely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I I could see, I almost felt that way with season one. And I was like, oh, we're still in the mirror universe. But this one, I think it's just enough for me that I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. And it's done. Nice. Now. Cool. Awesome. And just a couple final thoughts to wrap things up. Nicholas Paul Collinson. You remember writes, him, right? Oh, yeah. Nick. <laughs> Dr. Nick. <laughs> Dr. Nick. Yes. Congratulations. Uh-huh. I haven't said it on air. <laughs> that one was really good, but I wish we'd gotten a little tease at the end of where Philippa ended up. Those of us who know it's setting up section one, but to someone who isn't across all the online rumors, this was probably a bit perplexing, just like a couple of seconds of her emerging from the portal and seeing something. I don't know. I think that would have been fun. I'm not sure I like the shades of destiny in what Carl said to Michael at the end. I don't really like cosmic destiny as a plot point in sci-fi, unless it's more of a magical sci-fi setting. Maybe that's just me, but it feels a little out of place. Still loved Michael in this episode, both versions of her. I'm so on board for where this story is going. There are still so many unanswered questions, and I can't wait to see what it all adds up to. This is going to be a wild ride. Nick, I agree. Yes. And I'm with you. I don't like this destiny idea because I like self-control. But what do you mean self-control? That I get to control where I end up. That it's not set out that, oh, you were meant to be podcasting. You were (laughs) meant to be like, no, I chose to be those actions have consequences, and this is where I'm at. I take full responsibility. But, okay, I see those points, and I... But if you think about... Just two things. If you think about, like, Q, when he's interacting with humanity and keeps hinting at Picard what humanity's destined for and everything, that's kind of the same thing, right? But I see that more as a hope of what we could become. Okay. The other thing is... Just because you're, you have your cosmic destiny doesn't negate all the choices you make either because it is all of the individual choices that we make, mistakes and otherwise, that lead us to that cosmic destiny. It forges that path, you know? I, think, I don't think the two are as separable as they might seem sometimes, you know? Uh, okay, I can, I can see that. <laughs> but I love I it, think yeah. It, I think when I think of destiny, it's more of like... Um, the, the episode parallels from TNG where it's mm. like, okay, this choice 
You know, if I make this choice A, then I go down this timeline. If I make this choice B, then I'm down this timeline. So when, like when you say Q sees the destiny, I'm like, yeah, that's with a bunch of choices that's leading down this one potential universe and that there's different parallel universes based off of the choices you make. Yeah, right. Yeah, like each decision that we make and do not make creates another reality. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, final comment is by Michael Bentley. It's a little lengthy, but I really loved it. Michael says, I was unfortunately spoiled of Carl's identity in Terra Firma Part 2 last week, so the impact of the reveal was diminished for me. Michael, that sucks, and I hate that that was spoiled for you. Yeah. What I did get, though, was the most moving Star Trek episode set in the Mirror Universe I've ever seen. I would have to agree with that. Mm-hmm. I normally don't enjoy them much. I mean, I get that their purpose is to throw the Federation's values into relief, but I'm just not into dystopia. Michelle Yeoh was magnificent, and her scenes with Saru and the sleeping, Michael, were very moving. Giorgio's story about the fireflies instantly reminded me of the girl who made the stars, so perhaps the implication is that Michael as a child was similar in both universes and evil is made, not born. Okay, pause. That's amazing, Michael. You blew my mind. I didn't even think about the fireflies and that you are so spot on. Seriously, Michael, oh my gosh, mind blown. I literally did the emoji with my hands. Like, (laughs) that is so brilliant that's so smart and observant oh my god and that evil is made not born yeah i oh yeah another good star trek theme Mm -hmm. you have to be carefully taught from from south pacific is that song um michael that's brilliant and michael goes on Ironically, only in the MU could we see how much Giorgio has changed. That's true, too. We only could see how much he's changed when she went back home, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The haters, and I love this, I love this. The haters claim that Disco, quote, isn't Star Trek, but the idea that even the most terrible people can grow and change for the better is utterly, all caps, Star Trek. Yes, agreed. MU episodes can often be violent romps, which isn't to say that they're without merit, and although there were, of course, aspects of that here, the episode as a whole was so much more. I wish I could hug Michelle Yeoh and thank her for her sensitive, complex, and moving performance, especially in this episode. I don't think I fully appreciated the character before, but when I do my first rewatch of Discovery, I think I'll see Mirror Giorgio in a new light. I love it, Michael Bentley. That was so great. You know, and going off of what you said, Michael, and and continuing, I saw The Ready Room, and Michelle Yeoh was uh, the actor that Will Wheaton was interviewing, obviously, for this episode. And I am also loving Michelle Yeoh even more because of her understanding of her character and these ideas exactly as you talked about, Michael, that she was bringing out and that the writers were bringing out and how expertly she portrayed that as Giorgio. Yeah. Really, really awesome. I really, so even though we only got prime Giorgio for the first two episodes and then when she, when Michael saw the transmission after she left her last will and testament and then when we saw her in The Brightest Star, I 
mourned Prime Giorgio for a very long time because I fell in love. I thought that just the little bit that we got of her was so strong. And she instantly started rising up to the top of my favorite captain. So it was very hard for me to see Mira Giorgio all the time, knowing that Prime Giorgio had died. So it was like a reminder of that all of a sudden. It wasn't until these two episodes that I really appreciated her for her own character now. Yes. And at the end, uh, before Giorgio stepped through the portal, and she was like, you know, Saru's a great captain, but don't forget that you have that ability. And when she was talking to Burnham about that, that's when what you said, prime Giorgio, that's what came to mind. Uh, And I'm like, you get that hint and the love that she has for Burnham in both universes and that she wants Michael to be successful and to be the best that she can be. And that's true love. I, it was beautiful. And I thought that it book ended what we saw with prime Giorgio and now mirror. Yes. Yes, I agree. And there were a lot of parallels between this episode, these two episodes and the first two episodes of this show with, you know, they're on a desert planet at first and they're on, they're on the snow in this Mm -hmm. one. And then Michael is sitting there in the cell, you know, upset. She's looking very similar to how she did at the beginning of the series. And yeah, I, I, I think it's interesting because it's not like they recreated the dynamic at all. They they went around in a different way to get there, and they just gave us little hints of, of the past, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I love that you are calling out the haters, Michael, that say this isn't Star Trek, because it gets on my nerves. I, I was going to say this little uh, Nicholas Paul Collinson also posted this uh, this little screenshot of a quote, and it says... Some asshole, quote, why do you even like that character? Me, quote, because they're a great character. Asshole, quote, but they've done so many shitty and problematic things. You can't just excuse me, quote. I said a great character, not a good person. You imaginationless wet napkin. This character is an asshole and a human disaster who deserves everything coming to them, but they can still be my favorite. (laughs) Right? Yeah. And it also reminds me of something that Brandy posted on her timeline that said, writing that you don't like does not equal bad slash lazy writing. Opinion does not equal fact. Mm-hmm. I Preach love it. On. Yes. And then her friend, Stephen, says, something that is not explained in words to you like you're a toddler does not equal a plot hole. <laughs> and then he also says, a female character with a diverse skill set does not equal a Mary Sue. I just love that. Like, I think it's okay to have all different opinions and everything, but it doesn't, your opinions aren't facts. Like, you can say this isn't Star Trek, but first of all, it's not true. And it just because you feel that way doesn't mean it's just not, it's not a fact, you know? Yeah. I don't know. I I mean, everyone's going to have their favorites. I mean, that's Star Trek fans do it the best. What's your favorite series? What's your favorite captain? You know, we all love our favorites. And yes, we do have our favorites, which means we have less favorites. And yeah. that's okay, but it doesn't negate that it's not Star Trek. Yeah, it's right. your opinion. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I actually don't even really listen to or come across much of the hater tweets and all that kind of stuff anymore. Like, I just don't. I think I just kind of somehow I just energetically tuned it all out <laughs> or something. You know, I 
I'm totally with you. And I would hear people say, oh, the haters on the internet. And I'm like, I must be on a different internet. <laughs> or maybe I choose my groups a little bit yeah. more carefully yeah. because I'm feeling the love and those that do criticize back it up with their opinion mm-hmm. and, you know, their justifications on why they don't like this part of it. That's awesome discussion that I can get into, but just the, oh, I hate this, this yeah. and the rude comments. Right. I, I don't really see that much of it. And I am grateful for the internet for that because I don't have that experience. I do understand that it exists. Right. But I think you choose where you want to be. Yes. In social media. You, you, you are what you attract, right? Mm-hmm. And I, I get a lot of love and amazing, insightful comments. So like, exactly. and that's how I feel about the show. So yeah. like, I, I appreciate that. And I value all of you, your listeners, all of you listeners commenting and joining this conversation. It's great. What'd you think of everybody's thoughts? Amazing. And like even the questions and concerns, you know, well supported. Yeah. Um, I agree with some parts and, you know, great question about Linus. Yes. Um, they, I think, brought out some amazing, mind-blowing predictions and connections and the fan service. I, I think it was great. I would just like to add Sonequa Martin-Green in oh these two God. episodes. Oh I my seriously, God. I mean, I knew she was great, but to see her portray, especially in part one, but continuing in part two, how her face changed when she was mere yeah. Michael, the anger. And, and I'm like, this is not, how can one person have that range? I seriously blown, blown away. I know. I know. She, she deserves all the awards. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she saved all the things. <laughs> well, so Amy, I don't know if all of our listeners know this, but you started off doing postcards on the, the other network, Trek FM, which I then took over for you a little over a year ago. So this type of show and format was 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 kind of this, this is how I got my start in Star Trek podcasting. And you're kind of you are my like original Star Trek podcasting mentor because we were just friends and I was a regular commenter yes. on the show all the time. And then a little later in season two of Discover, you invited me on as a guest. And then mm-hmm. later in the year, I took it over. Yes. So, and then we switched networks. So what? how do you think about being back on a show like this and your experience over, you know, doing these kind of shows and then being able to come back and talk with the listeners again? Yeah, I love it. And I love seeing, you know, familiar names, as you said, you know, mm-hmm. Joshua, Paloma, Rebecca. Yeah. I, I shouldn't name names because I'm going to forget someone. <laughs> Please, no. I I love seeing the listeners' comments and reading them because that's where you get your diversity, and we celebrate mm. that. And to see how different people will react to what Discovery is, I think deepens my love of Star Trek. And like I said, I was podcasting for season one and season two and getting those perspectives, which I feel has made me love discovery even more. So yeah, it's great. It's, it's a great format and I'm so glad that you are continuing it. Yeah. Well, thank you for making the footsteps that I could follow in. And I think a lot of people don't realize, you know, when you're doing a show like this, especially that we've had two seasons back to back, like you have to 
make sure that you're posting the conversation threads in all the right places facebook twitter make sure you get the episode titles down and then you know you want to like the comments and then you have to curate them before you record and find a guest to record so it's a lot of work to to facilitate this kind of format but it's really a lot of fun and that's just the pre because now after the recording you have your post production right? right and you're under the gun for time limit yeah and so yeah this episode dropped and you've got to get this record i mean everything that you said the pre production record and then do all the post production and then start the whole thing over within yeah. one week's time, which right. really is down to about five days. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because you have to give the listeners time to comment. Right. Right. So it really is a five day turnaround for everything. Yeah. And just kudos to you for continuing it. I, I couldn't. So <laughs> bravo to you. Chris. Well, thank you. Thank you. It's been so great to have you on again. I love talking about star trek with you and um thank you for being here thank you so much i'd be happy to join anytime awesome well you will be so good (laughs) and tell our listeners about what you do and where they can find you well i mentioned at the top have a couple of shows on my own so the union federation podcast talks about Discovery and the Orville and Picard. So like all the new stuff, but I love that we are throwing in the Orville cause I'm, I love the Orville and yeah. season three should be coming out next year. So I'm very excited on all good things. I finally branched out and get to talk about all of the Star Trek. And so that's been really fun. We, uh, the last episode talked about recurring holodeck characters and then got to talk about all the series that have that. So that was really nice. I'm glad to branch out because my favorite listeners is next gen. And so that's galaxy class. And I continue to just love next generation and have fun ideas to talk about a show that's 30 plus years old. It's, it's crazy that there's still so much to talk about and I'm not done. So awesome. Oh, you can also find me on Twitter at Miss Amy Nelson. Awesome. Well, thanks again. Thank you. You can join the open channel conversation on Twitter and Facebook by following us at open channel Trek and by joining our listeners group on Facebook by typing the nexus into the search field. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at CD Littlefield. Keep an eye out for my open channel conversation threads on Facebook and Twitter, which I will post every Thursday right before each new Star Trek episode drops. Thanks for listening to Open Channel. Channel Open, standing by. While I'm watching this episode with all the name drops by Michael, did anyone notice the Denobian's name? I think it was the first time. I think it's supposed to be Denobulans. Oh, okay. While I'm watching this episode with all the name drops by Michael, did anyone notice the Denobulans? Oh, say it again for me. <laughs> Denobulans. 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 Okay. This show is brought to you by Sweet Media. Computer. List other available Sweet Media programs. Loading Sweet Preview Program for The Expanse, a Star Trek Enterprise podcast. I did kind of like the idea that he had the armory to work in. That was like his main mm-hmm. his main workspace, I guess. I found that quite different and that excited me. I think they kind of moved away from that a little bit as the show went on. Yeah, as we went on. It definitely appeared more in the 
the first season, I think, and maybe the second, then it did the later ones. Did you ever become attached to Malcolm as a character? I wouldn't necessarily say attached, but I always I enjoyed mo- most of the the times that he was on screen and interacting with the rest of the crew. For me, I was I was more attached to Trip. So yeah, yeah. I guess I guess it makes sense that you and I are doing a podcast together. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Loading Hollow Sweet preview program for. There are four questions, a Star Trek Spotlight podcast. That felt pretty cool. And that's when I, I really, really started connecting with Star Trek when I was actually here and on, on the level of creator as opposed to fan. So that was where I started getting it. It was like, hey, I could do this. I remember writing, <laughs> I sent this letter to him. I wrote to um, Eric Stilwell before I moved to, to Los Angeles and asked about the the rules for submitting a script and all that stuff and then i had this idea never heard back from him loading hollow sweet preview program for ladies trek library women with a passion for star trek books one of the reasons i was excited to read this book was because it's called uhura's song and we don't get a lot of books where uhura is a main character Um, and she was my favorite character from the original series so i was excited to see a book about her and I and I like how and I was thinking about the uh, the Broadway play Cats because they kind of used cat names that that reminded me of the names in this book. So and and this book was written in '85, so it could have been inspired by Cats in that way. Computer deactivate Holosuite.